1: is possible. Hey, everybody. This is a podcast swap between the Confessionals and Hammer Lane Legends, which is a podcast that my dad and I host together for the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years. We had a guy contact us to talk about his Bigfoot encounters that he had while he was in his tractor trailer. We thought it'd be a great show for both shows. So what you're about to hear is a show produced as if we were doing it for Hammer Lane, but the content is right up the Confessionals alley. Let's get to it.
0: the driver's door, ran out the side of the car, across the front of it,
1: and jumped right off the side of the bridge in front of me. The only people who really pulled over were truckers. He said, we're going to Hodge, and he didn't slow down. He went across the median onto the oncoming traffic, but where they could see him coming, they just got out of the way. I noticed this plane was really low. He went right in front of us, hit the fence, and it spun around. You know, 30 seconds more, he could have hit us. I went around that truck, and a guy stepped out from behind the truck and threw a piece of wood and shot through my
2: window just like a spear and stuck in the back of the cab of my truck. That's probably one of the stranger things I've seen.
1: Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to Hammer Lane Legends. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. And I am Tony U Turn Singleton. <laughs> okay, that's a new one. And we're really glad you're here. If you have a crazy wild experience you want to share with us from the road, go ahead and shoot us an email. Our email address is hllpodcast at protonmail.com. That's hllpodcast at protonmail.com. Or go to the website hammerlanelegends.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach us that way as well. Either way works for us. Just get a hold of us. We have a voicemail line for you to leave voicemails. Happy little voicemails, Dad. Tell them what that's about. Hey,
0: it's a voicemail line for you to leave us a happy, as Tony says, happy, little happy, story. Happy. As long as it's five, ten minutes long. If it's any longer than that, you need to contact the show. Come on the show and have a conversation with us. But in order to get a hold of the voicemail line for those short stories, it's 515 585 That's 515-585-6375.
1: Yeah, so give us a call if you have that quick hitter for us, and we'll be happy to play it on the next voicemail show. You know, that's a good name for the voicemail line, the quick hitter line. The quick hitter line. That's it right there. We have a quick hitter line. Sounds like I'm trying to put down a drug deal or something. It does. Maybe we shouldn't call it that. Hey, man, you got any of those quick hitters? (laughs) Oh, the voicemail line it is. (laughs) Yes. We're back to voicemail. We're back to the voicemail line, the unnamed voicemail line. All right, friends, listen, there is no... No naivete when oh, it comes nice to word. yeah, there you go. When it comes to the shortages that are going on in the world today, food shortages and supplies, we got you know container ships lined up in docks waiting to be unloaded. Listen, whether it's an emergency or just a pure shortage, you want to be prepared. So go to prepare with That's prepare with Get yourself emergency preparedness food and survival gear. The food will last up to 25 years on the shelf. You really can't go wrong with making sure you and your family are going to be good to go for the next 25 years. Just let it sit there if you don't need it because you just never know. That's prepare with preparewithhll.com. And last but not least, if you want to give us a little bit of a tippy tip, Go to buymeacoffee.com slash hammerlane. That's buymeacoffee.com slash hammerlane and buy us some coffee and keep us caffeinated. You got that right. Show us some love. Show us that love. Now, today we got Dylan coming on the show, and this is a different kind of show. Obviously, if you're listening to this right now, you're hearing me on The Confessionals and hammerlane Lane Legends, so it's definitely different. Cause it this is, is a, different. Because I'm here. Yeah, this is a pod swap. <laughs> this is a pod swap or a swap cast or a... Whatever you want to call it, we're doing a uh, a, a crossover, pod, a show. crossover show, right? So we got Dylan coming on the show today, and I thought it'd be good to have Dylan as a pod swap or a crossover show because he's a truck driver and he's had Bigfoot experiences throughout his life. Really, three in his childhood, and uh, the two sightings that he had were as adult and while he was doing stuff with his tractor trailer. Yeah, And so I thought, hey, that's like a confessional show and a Hammerlane show, so let's do a pot swap or a crossover. So that's what we're doing today. We got Dylan coming on to share the Bigfoot experiences he had as a kid on the property he grew up on and then what he saw as an adult, as a truck driver. This is an overtime episode. We do a whole other hour conversation with the house that Dylan grew up in Which was extremely haunted. And we get into that in the overtime. So let's get to Dylan right now. All right. Today we got Dylan on the show. Dylan, what's going on, brother?
3: I am sitting in a sleeper in Laredo, Texas, trying not to sweat.
1: (laughs) That good, huh? (laughs) That good. Yes, it is. Good luck.
3: It's 101 degrees outside right now
1: wow jeez, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, hot. Think,
3: that's hot to think i was in pennsylvania last week where it was like 60 yes so was, sir <laughs> what part of I pennsylvania made one wrong turn and ended up in hell <laughs> 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 oh man
1: so what part of pennsylvania were you in
3: um i'd come through um oh the harrisburg area i went down from um Indiana, I had to go down from Indiana to, um, shoot, I can't remember where I went to now.
0: Baltimore. That's right. I can't remember half the crap it's,
3: I do it's, either. It's, I've been in this truck for 13 weeks. It all starts blending together after a while. <laughs> wow. So.
1: <laughs> so that, like you, you said, when we were texting, you said that you took the dog for a walk and now I know why you got a partner on the road like that. 13 weeks is a long time, man. That is a long
3: time. Yeah. Um, we're, I'm actually about to slow down a little bit more though. Uh, me and my wife paid our house off two weeks ago and that was, um, the that's biggest awesome. reason for the pushes like this because 13 weeks for the past two years have been normal. But, uh, now we have absolutely no revolving debt, so I can actually be at the house a lot more. That's so, awesome.
1: Yeah. That's good, man. That's good. That's, I mean, that's my goal in life. Pay off the, all my debt, pay off the house, be debt free. I mean. It's just yeah. a huge relief.
3: I'm uh, I'm actually thinking about buying my own truck in the next two years. And um, so, because I got, I got three kids. My oldest is six and my youngest is two. Wow. So um, I've missed a bit, but they have a house to live in that can't get taken away now. So,
1: yep, that's, yeah, I, I, that's, that's exactly what I think too. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of having the house paid off. I mean, you It's yours. All you gotta do is keep up on the property taxes, which I don't like the fact that you have property taxes, but we're not gonna go down that road. Yep. (laughs) Uh, but all you gotta do is come up with the property tax money every year and you're, you're good to go. Yep. Um, I never really thought about it before, but I want, I wonder, like, if you pay off your house Mm -hmm. and you just had the property taxes, are you paying it all at one time every year or do you pay it monthly?
0: No, you 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 would do it just like you do with the escrow account. Okay, you know it it pays it every year. You build up till the end of the year, and then you pay your escrow. Gotcha. Okay.
3: Well, I think the only people had to complain about taxes is Indiana and Michigan with them road taxes because. I don't know where the road tax money's going, but it for sure ain't the (laughs) roads.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: it's kind of like how Pennsylvania is. Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, so hold on a second. I I just drove uh, to Kentucky and back this past Uh week. And uh, for the first time in a long time, I drove across the state of Pennsylvania. And, you know, I don't hit the turnpike a whole lot in my personal truck anymore. And when I got on the turnpike, uh, it just hit me. I was like, oh, that's right. They... You know, ever since the COVID stuff, mm-hmm. they uh, they got rid of the, the toll booth workers. Right. And at the same time, they got rid of those toll booth workers. They're not bringing them back ever again. Mm-mm. They raised the toll... The prices. At, I'm like, how does that make sense? So I'm like, okay. You cut then, the cost. The, you, you cut the cost with having to pay employees. You raise the price of driving on the turnpike. And I'm like, okay, these roads are going to be amazing. Donk, 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 <laughs> donk, <laughs> do I'm like, where's this money going? Welcome to Pennsylvania. <laughs>
3: it sounds like a pinball game. Going yes, down. it does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, as soon as I came back into Pennsylvania, it's like, And I'm like, You don't need the sign to da me I'm in Pennsylvania. da 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 da
3: <laughs> oh, My man. favorite ones like Indiana. It's got like You've been on the same thirty mile stretch of bad road, and then there's that one side and says rough roads. Like, well, <laughs> <miles later>, right? <laughs>
1: oh man. I, I tell you, like it, it just it baffles me sometimes how things are kind of worked with the system and stuff. But um listen, Dylan, man, you have a different show for us today. Uh people who are listening to this are gonna be listening to you talk on uh Hammer Lane Legends and the Confessionals because you're a truck driver with Bigfoot encounters. And so I mean Listen, I think that you're probably somebody we bring on just for Hammerlane Legends down the road because we're probably not even going to get into any of the bizarre things you've seen on the road or, you know, accidents or crazy um, Whip Them Out Wednesday stories or something like that. (laughs) 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 I, um, So I I think, you know, it'd be fun to bring you back on anyways. But today we're going to get into this Bigfoot stuff. And so it's kind of like a blend between the two shows because this is definitely a Bigfoot show. And uh, two of the five stories you have for us happened while you were driving truck. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to have you start off, though, in your childhood, your earliest memories as to, you know, what. You experience what your family experienced, and we'll progress through there. And just to let the audience know, uh, we're also going to do another hour with you today, uh, talking about the house that these things happened in was also haunted, like severely. And so we're going to do that for the overtime. But uh, today we're going to talk about the Bigfoot brothers. So go ahead and start us off with uh, how did Bigfoot end your life?
3: Um, I think I think the best way to start off is kind of give a background to where I lived at when we were. When I was a kid, um, we lived out in a very, very rural part of Louisiana to where um, our nearest neighbor was, I want to say, probably about two and a half miles away from us. And um, if it rained too much, we didn't get to go to school because the roads flooded. So that's how great my childhood was. We prayed for rain a lot. And uh, um, it was, we owned about. 80 acres of of Louisiana forest and we lived in the middle of the 80 acres. So we had a plethora of all sorts of wildlife around us. We had deer, squirrel, rabbit, skunks, raccoons. We had two ponds in the backyard to go fishing. So, um, looking back on it, we were probably asking for it, but, um, when, when, um, we were younger, we didn't have um, television or we had a television, but we had one of them old school like pitchfork looking antennas attached to the side of the house where you get, you got this big antenna, but you're only getting four channels. Right. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, so, um, and mom was a guiding light and as the world turns fan. So when (laughs) that came on, we had to be outside and. You, um, you
0: mean you chose we, to be outside?
3: <laughs> we chose to be outside. Yeah, I got to be out of here. <laughs> I can't watch this. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the, a lot of times, kids, me and me and my brother and my my sister, um, we would we would just go play in the woods. We'd play hide and seek. We'd build forts. Um, ride ATVs, or just just play the typical normal kid games, you know, and. Um, the first instance it it wasn't an I wouldn't say an encounter for me because I didn't see anything. I just kinda heard things. Um was a day that mom was about thirty minutes into guiding the light and my brother and I were playing hide and seek. And um we had this little patch that we really like to play hide and seek in because if you walked across our front yard our whole yard altogether was about two acres, so if you walked an acre across the front yard and about 100 feet into that wood line on the other side, there was this little patch that opened up, and it had one long pine tree that stood in the middle of that patch, and that was always home base. Um, we got two or three rounds into it, and my brother was cheating as usual, and uh, I finally got him on that last round, and it was his turn to count, and I had already been picking out hiding spots as i was trying to find him so i went and hid in my little spot which was a little washout that had bushes over it and i fit kind of perfectly up in the bushes and he made it we 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 always counted to 30 and he made it to 12 right around 12 or 13 and he stopped counting and i'm thinking all right well he's been cheating this whole time he's probably going to stop counting and then sneak up on me or something like that and I'd say about two or three seconds went by and you could hear this, these three rapid, well, I wouldn't say rapid, but kind of, um, consistent knocks like, like that up against the trees. And I'm thinking, all right, well now he's got a stick and he's trying to raise Charles's way through the woods to find me or something. (laughs) And, uh, after a few minutes, I heard the, the bushes behind me rustling. I'm like, well, okay, he's going to snuck up behind me. I'm going to run to home base. So I took off running back to the base. And about that point, my dad comes walking through the woods with purpose. And like every kid knows that you're in deep trouble walk that their dad has. And as soon as I touched the tree, he grabbed my arm and like, prisoner of war, dragged me back to the house. And when we got in the kitchen, my brother was sitting at the table crying and I, I didn't know what was going on. I thought dad had already got to him too. So I was sitting there waiting for my turn and, uh, I'd asked what had happened and my dad said, don't worry about it. Just go play. Well, later that evening, my brother finally calmed down and we were, uh sitting in the living room playing super Mario 64 on the Nintendo 64. That's how long ago this, <laughs> was. we were, uh, playing that and i was like dude why'd you leave me he was like man i i I was counting and i heard something move and i looked up and there was this big gorilla sitting there staring at me in the woods and i just ran and i was like okay so your little brother's out in the woods by himself with a gorilla and your first concern was i got you okay (laughs) (laughs) cool yeah i love you too dude so um (laughs) after that um we were a little bit more cautious about playing in the woods after that because um We were still kids. We didn't understand that Louisiana don't have low-lying gorillas. We just thought we were like in Africa or something, and there was a gorilla population on the land. We were wrong. Boy, was we wrong. I think one (laughs) of these things could take a gorilla any day of the week. But um, that was the first encounter that my brother had had where I guess it's kind of an encounter for me. I heard the bushes and the knocks, but I didn't see anything. So I don't I don't really consider it an encounter unless I make a visual eye contact or something. Mm-hmm. So um I wanna say probably about two months after that, my dad had built a um big fire pit close to that patch, like um probably about a hundred feet before the tree line to the patch of woods that we like to play hide and seek in. And it was a really nice fire pit. It had bricks around it and it had a little hill with a bench on top of it and a table and stuff. And we would go up there and cook all the time in the summertime. And one night mom and dad are sitting on the bench talking me and my brother and sister are running around throwing pine cones and acorns in the fire to watch them explode, this, that, and the other. And then out of nowhere, there's just super guttural kind of like a mixture between a howl and a roar just comes out of the trees, the tree line. And it's like time stood still. Cause we were playing freeze tag. And as soon as that thing roared off, we were all frozen. We were just kind of looking at trees. And then we'd look back at dad, like what in the world was that? we look back at the trees and mom's like, all right, well, I think it's time to go in the house. So we're all following her. And I'm, trying to walk next to dad because i'm like you know if, any, if anybody can defend me it's going to be dad and i don't want to talk bad about my dad but after my seeing the one in the later story i don't think dad would have helped me too much but um for the rest of that night even after we made it to the house you could still hear the howl and the roar but it was probably like every I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And like every time you'd hear it, it sounded like it got a little bit further and further and further and further away. And, um, even then I just thought that gorilla's pissed off that we got a fire going. He can't make man's red fire like in the jungle book. And he wants to know the story, this, that, and the other. My dad's just holding out on him. But, (laughs) um, (laughs) 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 but, um, um, my first, my, my next instance, I was 16, I was probably about 15 or 16. And I, this is about the point that I finally worked up the courage to ask some girl in high school to date me. And I think we'd been dating for probably about three or four months at the time. And she liked to come out to the, um, house and ride. Our side by side because she lived out in the in the middle of the city and she didn't have the freedom like we had as kids. So she, we'd she'd come out, we'd ride side by sides, and me being young and stupid, I'd try my best to show off or this, that, and the other. <laughs> and um, we, she'd come out one day and we were riding, and we had a pipeline that run a through our land and that was the main trail to all the other trails. We just get on the pipeline find whatever trail we want to be on. Well, we'd got on the pipeline. I had to use, I had to take pee. I was, I'd been holding it since I left her house. So I stopped to pee and, um, I turned around to see what she's doing. And, uh, she's looking at me all wide eyed. And I'm like, what? did I forget to zip up? You know, I'm like, Oh my God, you don't sing. So she's like, no, no, no. There's something in the woods. There's something in the woods. And I I, I turned around and look, I think, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's trees. They're everywhere down here. We're losing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, She's like, no, no, there's somebody in the woods. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, there's nobody in the woods. I have not heard any footsteps. The side by turned off. I've hunted all my life. I know what to listen for. When there's something around me, you hear footsteps. And then I turn back to her, and I'm walking towards the side-by-side, and she just screams, there it is, there it is, there it is. Look, 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 look. So I turn around. And I'm still not seeing anything. I'm like, man, you're you're crazy. You know, like, I should listen to my friends. You You're crazy, be but I like crazy. it. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's freaking out. She's like, come on, you got to get me out of here. You got to get me out of here. So I get on the side of the side. I bring her back to the house. And she's like, take me home. I don't want to be here no more." And I'm like, well, that's just weird. Normally you like being out here. But I took her home. And that evening she broke up with me. And I was like, okay, well. I'm sorry that I had to pee, but you know, nature <laughs> calls sometimes, you know, like act like you ain't never had to pee before. But.
0: <laughs> it's a deal breaker like, there, right there. <laughs> yeah, you got to pee. That's breaker. it. I'm
3: out. <laughs> like, I want a guy I'm out here right the side by side and you got to freaking pee. Like you couldn't handle this before I got here. Like, but when she was texting me, like, can you at least explain what you seen? And she explained it just like my brother said is, it was a gorilla, but it was standing up on two feet. I'm like, you know what? That's not unusual. I've watched National Geographic. I've seen them run on two feet and pound their chest, this, that, and the other. But the 16-year-old in me is still trying to believe that I live in an area with gorillas, and I should have <laughs> known better by now. Cause I've been in school for at least 10 years. You,
1: <laughs> those, the, before <laughs> so be, before we go any further, did did you... At any time, mention or be like, "Yeah, we have a gorilla living on the property." <laughs> it's not a big no, deal.
3: <laughs> no, because after the fire pit instance, we we never really had any more instances, and I just put it in the back of my mind because the fire the 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 the, the, the um hide and seek instance. I was like five or six, and then. I had to been six because I was seven with the uh, fire pit thing, and I just turned seven. And then her being there, that was about eight or nine years later, and we, I hadn't experienced or heard anything since then. So by the time I started having an interest in girls, my first pickup line was like, hey, wasn't, you know, you want to come back and see the gorilla we got at the house? <laughs> because <laughs> I just wasn't thinking about the gorilla and I was like oh they done hibernated or migrated or whatever to Mississippi or something and um,
0: Mississippi's problem now to traveling troop of yeah. gorillas yeah
3: <laughs> yeah for real it's, it's for real and then After that, I I was like, I didn't date anymore after that because after that, she was like, they've got some kind of monster on their land and ain't nobody wanted to come out. I had one friend that wanted to come to my house just because he wanted to see what it was. And I think he's probably, he's the only friend I got left from high school. That's just because he was... I think he's stupid back then so.
1: <laughs> so she ruined your reputation in school huh <laughs> yeah
3: and it wasn't in the normal way she no. said i had a gorilla <laughs> yeah.
1: she's like they have a safari on their property and they have weird animals
3: <laughs> it's not no he's weird he plays Dungeons and dragons or nothing like that no he's got a freaking gorilla on his land nobody wants to play with him <laughs> jeez <laughs> well, I mean uh, I was offended. <laughs>
1: in in the email you mentioned that when you were taking a leak you had a particular feeling like you were being watched. You assumed it was her.
3: Yeah, I, I, I had the feeling I was being watched. And I don't care who you are if you could be in the middle of a field by yourself and then once you get that feeling like you're being watched, it's really hard to shake that feeling. Mhm. Like, like even if you're sitting in a room with somebody like you and your dad are sitting there right beside each other, your dad could look at you with you looking off and you'd feel like you're being watched and then he could look away, but you still feel like you're being watched because he looked at you that one time. And so when I got off, she had been watching me walk to the woods to use the bathroom. So I assumed that it was just her looking at me or me feeling like she was looking at me. Come to find out (laughs) Bigfoot's a little bit curious fella and likes watching people pee he's almost like a truck driver to be honest with you he's just don't got a camera and take pictures of <laughs> we all know what I'm talking about <laughs>
1: Oh man, Bigfoot's a perv.
3: (laughs) He's got them weird fetishes. Yes, he does. (laughs) 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 You you should see his apartment. The
2: walls are covered (laughs) with weird pictures (laughs) just people Uh, in the woods (laughs) (laughs) being.
1: got this one last week
3: (laughs) (laughs) this is why they don't let y'all park here no more
0: (laughs) but you know i i think it's funny what we do what our mind do in order for us to cope with something or deal with something or deal with something that's out of of the ordinary out of of our normal you know in your mind as a kid you're like yeah we've got a gorilla living here you know Even though, you know, you live in in, in the United States, you live in in Louisiana, you know that, you know, there's no gorillas living here. I mean, I've never heard of gorillas living in the United, you know, but our minds take us there and we we live there. We live in that spot until it gets destroyed, you know, (laughs) until something happens. But that's what we do. That's how our minds work. It protects us,
1: you know. Yes. it's a gorilla <laughs> i'm okay it's normal well that, that reminds me of uh, a guy that i was talking to in the break room at Pitt a few years back he he we were all talking about what i do with the show and everything and he's like i don't he's from west virginia real strong accent mm-hmm. and he's like uh i don't believe in bigfoot and uh what was his name i forget you know who i'm talking about the guy with, with the uh strong west virginia accent from my terminal not randy uh uh it doesn't matter. The audience doesn't know anyways. Uh, <laughs> right. They so, won't know. So, uh, and he's like, I don't believe in Bigfoot, this, that, and the other. It's like, okay, you know, whatever. I don't care. And uh, and then he proceeds to say, when I was in high school, me and my friends were driving around State College area out in the middle of nowhere, and we saw this baby monkey run across the, the street. Right. And I was like a baby monkey <laughs> in and Pennsylvania yeah. at state college, <laughs> and he's right. like, he's like, yeah, it was the strangest thing. And I said, "Are you sure it's a baby monkey?" And he goes, "What else could it have been?" And I'm like, uh. <laughs> okay, it's just, that,
0: that's what we do. Yeah, you yeah, know? and and, and, I, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but it's just how our minds work. It yeah. protects us mm-hmm. from from the the abnormal.
3: And when I was a kid, I didn't even know it. Like I knew. What Bigfoot was, Bigfoot was that thing that they made in, well, what was it, Missouri, and it ran over the cars. That's what I knew <laughs> right, what a yeah, Bigfoot was. Yeah. <laughs> we went to monster truck rallies yeah, all the time. Exactly. I seen Bigfoot every freaking day, but he yeah. didn't look like the Bigfoot that we had, the gorilla we had on the land. <laughs> I just thought we had Bobo living out there in the woods,
1: <laughs> <laughs> knocking on trees and making hollers. <laughs> I'm going to tell him you said that. <laughs> That's funny. I, so, uh, I, I also wanted to kind of hint back to the, I think it was the second encounter that your family had together at the bonfire. Uh, cause you said this in the email. I just kind of want to say it to uh, maybe hint towards what we're going to be talking about in the second hour, uh, with the overtime, but, uh, You went into the house, you were scared because of what happened outside, and something happened in your bedroom that didn't scare you nearly as bad as what happened outside, which kind of gives it a, a little bit of perspective.
3: Yeah. Um, as I mentioned in my emails, my, my, the house we grew up in was haunted, um, it was built. On the land that an Indian burial ground was on. But between that and our house, there was a um, plantation house that housed, I think, something like um, somewhere between 30 and 50 slaves at the time. And then there was a one room schoolhouse that had burned down and a couple of the kids had ended up getting trapped inside the school when it was burning down and they they burned to death and then my parents thought, hey, let's buy that land and put a house on it.
2: So Perfect. Our
3: kids won't be screwed up by that. But that night we'd got and uh, we got back in the house and um the way the house is set up, um and we have a front door foyer and then there's uh what we call I can't remember what, color, it was just a room there, like a guest room off there to the side. And then you'd walk into the living room and you could either make a left around the um, bar into the kitchen or you could go across the living room into the hallway, which to the left was my sister's room, then the middle room was my room, and then the far end was my brother's room in the guest bedroom. And my brother and sister... And I all had um closets that had double doors on. Like you'd have one door here, and then there'd be a wall divider, and then there'd be another door over here. And um I had a little boy in my closet that would stand in the wall divider because the whole closet was open, and he would play peekaboo with me on a pretty regular basis around that wall divider. He'd either look out one door and then pop back in and look out the other one or he'd look out that door, pop back in and look back out the same door to see if I'd catch him in the other door. And, um, that, that that's for a different time. There's a, there's wow. a lot to hear.
1: Well, I mean, we'll get into all that stuff in the overtime. And I remember you said, you know, you're like, and that's the least of, was, of my worries <laughs> with that house. Yeah, that was the least of my worries at the time. So And see,
3: that's that's another thing, like Brian said, it's weird what your mind does to cope with things. Mm-hmm. So that, the whole time of my childhood, I thought that little boy was just my imagination. That was my imaginary friend, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. So, turns I, out.
0: I had one question for you, you know, with all the stories about with your dad and that kind of stuff. It sounds like, it sounds to me, and I, and I mentioned this to Tony earlier, it sounds to me like your dad knew what was you know something was like he had an experience at some point earlier that you know when his when when your brother came running home and he was crying and your dad came and got you, he didn't see it doesn't sound like your dad was flustered by it, it was just like we need to go at the at the bonfire the same type of thing it's like we just need to go in the house we need to get away from here so it, it, did your dad have an experience earlier
3: in his life yes when when they first bought the house or when they first bought the land to build the house they to see my my dad didn't hire a contractor to build the house him his best friend and my grandpa built that house from the ground up wow that's cool and um they were always having experiences um before they cleared the land around the house they'd be working on the house and all of a sudden a rock or a stick or something would come flying out of the woods and um just hit one of them. like it wouldn't necessarily hit him, mm-hmm. but it'd be within close enough proximity that if it would have skipped, it probably would have hit. Mm-hmm. And um I found out later in life that he had actually seen it one day when they were working on the house. And I'm like, that wasn't your cue to like stop <laughs> building the house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like Sell the property, you knew that called. we
3: didn't have gorillas. I did not know we didn't have gorillas. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so you're at, a, you're at fault for this, Dad. <laughs> it's, it's your real. fault. <laughs>
3: they yeah, blame I, him for the gorilla experience yeah. and being a truck driver. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's his fault. <laughs> yeah. It I, is. He was a truck driver. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I think uh, it
1: gets in the blood. Yeah. We, we forgot to mention that the beginning that you started driving at 18 and your dad had taught you how to drive.
3: Okay. 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 I'm going to correct that. I okay. started driving legally at 18. <laughs> there is Good a qualifier. <laughs> cause my, cause my dad had owned a logging company when I, when I was really young. Um, um, and that was actually my first job was um, we had to set up a lot like most um, plants do where he had four different trucks and eight trailers and a yard truck. And my job was to run the yard truck. I'd grab an empty trailer, get it loaded, set it out for when the um, road trucks come back from the mill. All they had to do was just drop the hook. And the um, first truck he ever trained me in was a 1958 Max Thermodyne with a five-four quadruplex twin stick transmission in that dude.
2: Wow.
3: <laughs> I was 12 years old, right at puberty. I'm going to tell you right now, that first week of puberty, my right arm was so tired, I could have beat Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) at (laughs) arm wrestling then, And then he finally bought an old auto car with a 10-speed in it and after getting rid of the other stick i was like wow this is an upgrade now the company i'm with now has me an automatic and my first day in this automatic i felt like ricky bobby I was like i don't really know what to do with my hands yep
1: you're stopping the floor for clutch for the, that's not yeah. there
3: <laughs> yep all the time we went and did the road test when i was at orientation for them, and when i went to take off I stomped the floor for the clutch and reached over and grabbed the instructor's leg and just yanked it to me. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm trying to get in the first gear. And he's like, well, you ain't even bought me a drink yet. Huh?
1: He's, like, he's like, first gear seems like first base. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm like, if you think I'm rough, you should see Bobo the gorilla back at the
0: house.
2: He grabs a hold of your leg.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. He doesn't let go.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, man. That's cool. That's cool. Uh
2: All
1: right. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh and friends. Recently, I've lost significant weight since February, actually. I wasn't necessarily huge and really overweight, but I did need to lose some pounds and I have lost some pounds, almost 30 pounds to be exact. And a lot of that has to do with the calorie smart meals that we've been using with HelloFresh great food, great recipes. You're going to get over 50 menu and market items to choose from every week. And right now it's fall time, which is family time. Recipes like meatloaf a la mom and one pot broccoli mac and cheese make weeknight meals go off without a hitch. And HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than the grocery store because they have the pre-portioned ingredients. You're not spending money on ingredients you don't need with HelloFresh. And if you need to change anything, And last minute orders and things like that. You can do it straight and easy from their app. They have an app. You can do it within minutes at HelloFresh. It is a great option for people on the go, families on the go with all the sports and things like that. The food is great. And here's the best part about this ad. Go to HelloFresh.com slash confessionals14 and use code confessionals14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. We are feeding your family for two weeks. 14 free meals right there at hellofresh.com/confessionals14 go get your 14 free meals right now. Let's let's uh, let's hear about these uh, these experiences you had in later in life with the uh, driving truck and Bigfoot. Now, uh, from what I understand, I think after the the next experience you're about to share, it actually kind of Jumped you into kind of looking into the topic more, right?
3: Yes, it did. Um, because the next, the next, and the next one is actually my first encounter ever with being face-to-face with face one of these. And after I encountered it, um, for a while, it, it, I kind of, I, I wasn't really interested in it because. This probably should have been my other clue that dad had already known about it. But he seemed like the only person apart from mom that actually believed. Um, the rest of my family just made it a joke. And um, um, so we'll, I'll go ahead and give the encounter that way. I can kind of explain what I do now after having the encounter. Um, when I first got my CDLs, my CDL for y'all grammar Nazis out there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'd started driving a truck for my dad. He had bought he had bought me specifically a 2001 Kenworth W900. Um, not necessarily a short truck. It had 24 fives on it. Don't really matter on height. But um, just just for reference for the truck drivers, y'all know how tall a W900 is window is it's got that lip on it but um and, and the routine for us back then is when we'd always go home with a load no matter what and we'd get up at between eleven thirty and midnight and we'd go to the mill and then we'd come back to the woods which is about a two-hour drive and get our next load go back to the mill and be back in the woods by about the same time the ground crew's getting to work. So by the time Dad and already there, I've already made two loads, and I'm like, y'all are slack. But yeah. um, I don't know if y'all ever been to a logging site in Louisiana at 2 o'clock in the morning, but it's just dark. It's darker than Stevie Wonder sunglasses. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: Poor Stevie we, uh, Wonder on this episode. Uh, <laughs>
0: Stevie Wonder Ray Charles.
3: <laughs> yeah, Steve Ray yeah. Charles get
0: through the woods. <laughs>
3: yeah. So um and dad was cheap. He didn't buy me load lights, so I had to really go off a headlight and my lights. And it's really hard to see with red lights. Yeah. On, especially covered in mud. But um got backed under my trailer and I got it off the landing gear. Because our landing gear is not like what we got on trailers now. It's the kind that just folds up. And um, I'd got my straps and I'd walked around my trailer and I threw my first two over the front section. I went down to the back section, was going to throw my next two. And when I got to my third strap, I looked forward because out of my corner of my eye, I could see the front strap popping. Really fast. It's like somebody was throwing it up and then slapping it back down against the load really tight. They're like, oh you know what? It's kinda windy. You know. Um also I should mention when I first got out of the truck, um, you could really smell kinda like a musty, wet dogish kind of rotten egg smell. Mm-hmm. But I had played that off because it had been raining and cut wood and rain, it gives off a really pungent smell anyway. But um, I went around, set my flags, and I was getting ready to walk back around the front, the driver's side of the trailer to tighten the straps. And when I walked around, I noticed this big black figure next to the truck. And I'm like, huh, you aren't here a while ago. So I stopped right where I'm at. it. it I'm not going uh, to, like, if, if I had to pee at that moment, she probably would have left me because I'd peed on myself. But uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm thinking, oh my God, my only route out of here, he's on the other side of this of my truck, so I, I can't run or anything like that. And this thing's every bit like I said, out of W nine hundred and his him flat footed could look over into the window of the door of the truck and see everything inside the truck. This thing was massive. Wow. Um he looked like a outhouse on stilts. I mean, he was just tall and broad and I'm sitting there freaking out. I don't know if he, I doubt he was freaking out because I'm not menacing at all. But he's. um, once I finally kind of collect myself, I'm noticing his head's moving up and down. Like he's looking at my feet. He's looking back up at my head. He's looking back down at my feet. He's looking back up at my head. And all I can think of is this is how I'm going to go out. I'm about to be grilled as breakfast or something. And even then, at that point in life, I'm sitting here going, "Man, this gorilla is about to kill me." I still think it's a gorilla <laughs> at this point in life, right? <laughs> I am 18 years old. I've passed my CDL test, and I'm still stupid enough to believe what I'm looking is a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we stand there for pro- know, it's, it's probably 30, 45 seconds. We sat there just looking at each other, and it. I, like when I first seen it, I was scared. But after a while, that the, the feeling of fear kind of went away. So I don't. It didn't present itself as threatening. It didn't present itself as trying to harm me. It seemed more like it was curious as to what I was doing and what I was. It wasn't walking towards me. It wasn't walking away from me. It wasn't making no motion motions. It wasn't making no sounds. It was just or it was just looking at me. Maybe it was sizing me up. I don't know, but After that 30, 45 seconds, uh, my cousin, who also drove a truck for us, had come in, and the headlights flashed around the front of my truck. And when that flash happened, he took like three steps and cleared a 20-foot space from where he was standing at next to my truck into the woods, and he was gone. And when he was gone, it sounded like a freight train going through the woods. I mean, he was stomping and throwing stuff down, running through all sorts of trees, this, that, and the other. And I'm still kind of in shock because I don't move. I'm just standing there next to my tires. Like what in the world was that? That and my cousin come around the tr- truck and he seen me just standing there looking off in the space He's like, you all right? And I told him what happened. And he was like, you take any cough syrup this morning? Cause I've been having the flu and he, He was trying to throw it off as me hallucinating from the cough syrup. And I was like, no, I take no cough syrup. I didn't want to fall asleep at the wheel this morning. But after that, I went to get back in the truck, and you could kind of smell a little bit of a burnt hair smell. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he brushed against the smokestack on the truck, and it just kind of singed his hair a little bit. I couldn't ever find hair on the truck when it got daylight. So I don't really know um and um after that and once i got over my family making it a, a joke i actually went back to that same log and set that we had worked and camped out and done tree knocks and uh pulled up my best recordings of finding bigfoot because i'm not screaming like that i have sensitive vocal cords and uh there have been a few times when i did the tree knocks out there where i'd get a tree knock back and it and it seemed like every time i'd get a response out of it or what i thought was a response it just piqued my interest even more and i would i would start going to different logging sets that we had cut and seeing if i could find something in that area you know because the logging set we was on at that point was 40 miles from our house and i remember the tree knocks from when i was a kid and um I was like, well, if it can tree knock at the house and I'm here 40 miles away and it's tree knocking over here, too. Well, maybe it's 40 miles in this direction. Let's go check out over here. I was the stupid white girl in the horror movies. I was the one going towards the sound. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> Close the door. No, I think it's OK. He was just there. Close the door. No, I think it's OK. <laughs>
3: no, it's it's OK. He's in the closet. He'll disappear when the door closes. Yeah. Um, and um I, I I hadn't gotten any recordings of any of it because um I haven't really gotten any major major evidence like I haven't gotten any screens or any video footage or anything like that, but I have gotten a few tree knocks and some of them were in the daytime, so I can't a hundred percent claim that they were necessarily sasquatch tree knocks because we do have woodpeckers down here and sometimes they'll go to that tap 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 and it sounds just like three knot, but um the ones at night some of those i can be like eh, maybe but I, I still go um when i'm not living in this thing i still go every now and then and i'll take I won't take my kids camping with me. me. and my buddy, the stupid one from high school, we'll go camping and uh,
0: <laughs> the one is still hanging around.
3: <laughs> yeah, the one is still hanging around. Still me and him, he he's still the looking agenda. for the we gorilla. <laughs> yeah, we we want to catch for the gorilla. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I asked him one time, like, what happens if we see one, buddy? He's like, I'm gonna shoot it. And I was like, with what? You don't have a gun. Like, <laughs> <Good point>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, good point. He's like. I'll hit it with a car. Like, have you seen that thing? That'd be like hitting a moose and <laughs> a freight liner. <laughs> yeah. So like, but yeah. Um, I, me and him actually have a annual thing. Like every uh, July we'll go out and spend about three or four days and we'll camp out for that entire three or four days and try to get recordings and video footage and this, that and the other where um, I don't guess we're as good as everybody else. Cause we ain't got crap yet, but, We've been doing this for six years and we ain't got nothing to show for it. I feel like I'm going to school to be a doctor. (laughs) And, uh,. Um, so, but, uh,
1: so when you when you uh had this experience and you go home to start trying to figure things out what'd you say like i know you had to go to google did you type in like gorilla in louisiana and like google auto correct you bigfoot in louisiana you're like no dang it gorilla no bigfoot gorilla no bigfoot oh crap it was a bigfoot <laughs> is that when the light bulb went on
3: well me when i was younger me and my dad actually i just well i wouldn't say this argument but um he had joked with me one time i was like maybe it was a bigfoot and i was like that was not no monster truck out in the middle of them woods. <laughs> but i <laughs> think i know a big truck with all them tires on it if so i seen one but um <clears throat> when i went home Believe it or not, I actually typed in escaped gorilla from locals. I knew Because it. we actually, <laughs> I knew yeah. It. I was like, nah. maybe there's like a weird gorilla out here just living it up out of freedom. You know, you know, escaped Alcatraz and he's out here in the middle of the woods living it up. But um when I looked it up, it picked, pulled up pictures of the skunk ape. And, um, I was reading a description of the skunk tape and I'm sitting there going, man, I smelled that smell. And that's about how big this thing was. And yeah, his hair kind of looked like that because it wasn't like to describe what I'm talking about there. Um, I didn't get a really good look at the hair, but you could see that it wasn't, it would, it didn't look like he was covered in, bob marley wigs from head to toe it wasn't all matted up and the dreads or nothing like that it was fine coarse hair and i'm sitting there looking at the picture of this thing on google and i'm like that's what i seen so i typed in skunk cake and all of a sudden all these freaking pictures popped up and like there was the picture from the patterson gimlin film and all this and i'm doing all this research and going man they knock on trees and um, they're masters of stealth and this, that, and the other. And like, it still hasn't clicked on me about the knock on trees parts yet, by the way. Right. So I'm sitting here and I go to YouTube and, uh, type in Bigfoot tree knock and I hear the tree knock. And then that's when it clicks in my head of what I heard when we were playing hide and seek. And I was like, that wasn't a gorilla. That was right. That wasn't a monster truck. That was a Bigfoot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Once it kind of clicked in my head, I like ever since then. I've um, I follow Sasquatch Chronicles, I don't miss an episode of that. I don't miss an episode of Confessionals or Hammerling Legends. I don't miss an episode of the Paranormal Portal. Um, and anytime anything pops up with Sasquatch, I'm listening, I'm trying to get more information. I'm hoping it, especially when it's um, the researchers and they're giving tips and tricks on how to kind of get audio this way or audio that way or footage this way or footage that one don't get me wrong some of it sounds like complete trash i'm not going to sit out there and spread peanut butter on a rock and dump sunflower seeds on it and hope i attract a bigfoot because all i'm going to get is deer and birds but (laughs) there are things that i do try like i um I picked up on mocking the tree knocks from uh, finding Sasquatch. I'd seen Bobo do it, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe that'll work for me." And that—that's actually probably the only thing that I've picked up that's actually worked for me. So, um, but I'm trying more. I'm, I'm trying to learn more. I'm trying to be more open about it. There are points, like I'd mentioned a while ago, I can't credit everything to being Bigfoot because sometimes it is in the daytime, and we do have woodpeckers, and sometimes the woodpeckers do sound like tree knocks. Sure. So, but. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a grill anymore. I'm glad, proud to say I'm past that point in my life. Congratulations. <laughs>
1: Congratulations.
3: Um, but, um, yeah, that happened in that. The one when I was driving a truck happened when, um, when I was 18, was 2011. And then, um, then I started driving over the road in 2014 and I'd been with this company because this is the only over the road company I've ever been with. And that's, I've been here for about seven years now. Mm. So when well, no, not seven years, I'm not a mathematician either. I'm a better. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <On calculator. laughs> I can do weight distribution and all that, but you I can't, I can't do middle math, but, um, I'd been here for at least a year when my next encounter had happened. And um, the, I, I have like eight different um, plywood plants within 200 miles of my house. So when I go home, they usually just bring me to a plywood mill. I'll get a load, bring it to the house, and then do my home time. And generally, if it's a tarp load, I'll wait until I get home and tarp it cause I got nieces and nephews that like to get in trouble, and what better way to teach them not to screw up than make them tarp a fifty three foot load there of lumber with a hundred and twenty pound lumber tarp <laughs> 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 so um, but this 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 particular week, my nieces and nephews hadn't screwed up, so there I was with my tarps in my hand, and um I'd park my truck at my parents' house because at the time when me and my wife is my girlfriend at the time we'd moved into um i was stupid and moved into a house that my in-laws owned across the yard from my in-laws and yeah. uh <sighs> i didn't i didn't have it sounds like you've lived that too <laughs> no um, no just uh I'm,
1: I'm just thinking about you know the the the, the naive naivety na, what's the word naivete naivete of the situation
3: <laughs> Yes. Oh, well. There seems to be a pattern here. I'm really stupid up through my life. This <laughs> <point>. <laughs> I
0: just, wouldn't say that. You're I'm gonna say a there's a recurring a
3: pattern for the rest of the stories here. <laughs> <laughs> and it all involves me being stupid. So, um, or me being naive. There you, you know. go. Yeah, I, I would say naive more than stupid because. stupid is as stupid does. I've watched Forrest Gump. I'm not stupid. I'm just um <laughs> I'm, I'm naive. There yeah. you go. We'll go with that. But um like I said I didn't have room at my house so I just parked my truck at my parents' house because they had enough room for it and um this particular day I decided to do my tarps at the house which I'm looking back on now. Probably should have done them at the mill, But Um, I'm sitting there doing my tarps, I I have them all draped out and I'm trying to get them bungeed. and it's a windy day and if anybody's ever done flatbed and dealt with tarps on a windy day, you kind of know how aggravating that is to where you drape your tarps and all of a sudden the wind picks it up and throws it over here and now you're trying to straighten them back out again and so I got a bungee in my hand, I'm going to bungee the corner of the rubber rail and make sure it don't go nowhere, right? Well, every time I could grab a hold of this thing, I'm still only like 145 pounds. This tarp only weighs 25 pounds less than what I weigh. So when the wind catches it, it yanks it out of my hands and drags it over. And I'm getting aggravated. I'm like, man, screw this job. I'm ready to quit. I should have went and took that job as a manager at Wendy's. I'm tired of doing this crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> every truck so, driver has felt that
2: from time <laughs> to time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> So I turn around, like I did it the fifth time, and I finally turn around. I got the bungee in my hand. I was rear back and I chunk it through the woods. So I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm tired of this. And I turn around, and grab another bungee out of my bundle. I go to hook it through that eyelet on the corner of the tarp. And all of a sudden the bungee I'd originally thrown slams into the side of the truck and hits the ground. And I'm like, oh, trees are fighting back. And then just as soon as I like, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to register what had just happened. And all of a sudden it's, guttural roar just comes out of the woods from behind me. And I do that quick turnaround they have in the movies. Uh-huh. They're like, oh God, what's happening? And I see it. I mean, this just like the first one I've seen, this thing might be a little bit bigger than it. This thing's going crazy. I mean, it's tearing up the trees, throwing leaves, it's it's got an oak sapling that's probably about as round as a i want to say probably a three liter soda bottle and it's just whipping this thing back and forth like indiana jones i mean it's got this thing moving and uh, i'm i'm still trying to figure out what's happening why this thing is so aggravated it's not clicking that i just threw a bungee in this thing's direction um and then it's finally caught like i what I'm assuming is calm down. It stops doing it. It's a show of progression and just starts staring at me and staring at me. And it's huffing like, and it's got this really just pissed off eye contact with me. And I'm, I'm sitting here with a corner of the tar from my hand going, now would be a really good time for that wind to pick up and just drag me across the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, it's funny how the wind's never there when you need it, but it's always there when you don't want it around. And so it it, it finally – I'm at a point where – I'm freaked out enough. Like I know I need to move, but my legs are like, no, nah, we can't move. Cause we're just as scared as you are. And I sit here for like five, 10 seconds. And I finally convince my legs it's time to move. So I start slowly walking up the trailer. inch by inch. just, I'm not trying to make any fast motions because my national geographic and school ends like don't ever run from a predator. Right, And I'm, thinking back onto that first one where he made three steps and cleared 20 feet. And I'm only like 40 feet from this dude and I'm like 50 feet from the door. So if I run, he's going to outrun me to the door of the truck and there's not going to be anything to stop it. So I'm trying to be as calm as possible with it. I'm not trying to show fear, which I think at that point it probably smelled the fear on me because I was letting a lot of fear out and probably about another i want to say 10 seconds or so i'd made it back to the door of the truck and i finally got the truck and called my dad i was like dude you've got to get down here bobo the gorilla's back he's trying to tear up the trees around the yard um, he's trying to kill me with bungees so like if you can come get me that'd be cool not necessarily say it like that i'm just Trying to make myself sound more like a man than what I actually said to <laughs> my dad <on> my <laughs> <laughs> through tears. So, <laughs> but um, and my grandma lived five miles off the road, so it took Dad a few minutes to get to the house. And when he finally got to the house, I, I guess the thing it hurt because we had we had a really long gravel driveway, and I guess he heard my dad coming because he turned around. He didn't run he didn't jog he didn't walk fast he just kind of started slowly blending himself in with the trees around him to where we would lose sight of him dad power slided into the front of the truck ironically with his door and on my side I'm like that's not helping me at all and now I got a bow duke across the hood (laughs) of the truck and get in and if I trip and kill myself things gonna have at it and Again, the truck, and he's like, "Okay, explain to me what you've seen." I explained everything that happened. Like, this thing had to have been at least seven foot five, seven foot six at the most, because um, after after I was all said and done, with, I went and found the that oak tree, and it had one little limb that I remember seeing whipping back and forth, and I measured from the ground to it, because I remember from that distance he looked like he was only about two or three inches shorter than that limb, and that was seven feet eight inches <laughs> so i explained all that to him the hair the facial features like he had a really primal facial feature like he looked like he had the same shape head and facial features as the gorilla but it was more not necessarily primate but not necessarily human It was kind of right there in the middle it wasn't protruding the eye sockets were kind of sunk in a little bit, but he didn't have no big Dan Aykroyd and cone heads shaped head. <laughs> he just looked like a Bigfoot. It mm-hmm. looked like the thing from the Patterson Gimlin film with just a little bit less of a cone head. Um, his hair was not necessarily black, more of like a darkish brown in most spots with lighter brown in other spots. um, And I'm sitting here explaining this to my dad, and he's like, "Yeah, that's the. I think that's the one that I seen when we first started building the house." And I'm like, "You're just now telling me (laughs) this, right?" I am 23 years old, and you're just now telling me this. I wouldn't be parking here right now if it wasn't for that. So he's like, "I just, we just, we didn't want to tell y'all as kids because y'all enjoyed playing in the woods." And I'm like, "I'd have enjoyed it a lot less. I'd have been." I'd have, I'd have been in probably been a gamer right now if it wasn't for that. Like, <laughs> like, you willingly let me go in the woods. Like, you know, I don't know. But me and him had that back and forth argument. Of, like yep, I'm thinking that hitting. same
0: thing that you're just that, that you're kind of alluding to. It's like, wait, wait, wait a second, Dad. You were okay with me, be, me and my brother and my sister being in the woods. Knowing that there's something out there that could tear us apart, and you were you didn't want to interrupt our game time in the woods.
3: Yeah, for real. I'm like, Dad, what kind of logic is this? <laughs> and
0: that's guy logic.
3: I, I don't, I don't care how long you've been a dad. Every dad has these little quips and this little a, a quick wit. Uh, it seems like every time a kid comes out in this world, that dad gains quick wit on yep. his feet. Right. Yep. And I'm sitting here going, dad, you let us go out in the woods and play like that. And what i just seen scared the crap out of me. Like, I'm probably not parking my truck in your driveway no more. I'll be honest with you. He's like, oh, good. I'll have more room to park my boat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a dad. That's that's beautiful. Uh,
3: But, and then I got back to the point of. But you willingly let us go out and play in them woods and he's like, Yeah, your mom said we wouldn't be able to try for another one if all three of you were still here, so I'd fingers crossed back then, right? And I'm like, gee, I love you too. <laughs> That's funny. Oh,
0: man, you gotta love dad humor. <laughs>
3: I love him. Yeah. He's the same man that told me truck driving was fun. I still don't like that. (laughs) 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 It's all right. Truck driving might not be fun, but that nursing home ain't going to be fun either. Okay. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I explained everything to him, and, and he's he's talking about, well, you know, this is what we had seen back then, and what he described wasn't 100% what I had seen. I mean, his was a little bit differently, and I don't know if Shashwatch is like human and primates where they have different generations, because like I said, this is, they built the house in 92, and at this point, it's 2014, so it's it's been a while since they built the house, and um, he's explaining all this to me, and I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder if Bigfoot has generations, where the generations just live on the same land, like kind of like humans do, this, that, and the other. And I said, "Well, I said, well, how did? What made you think this would be a good idea to live on this land?" He's like, "Well, this is all the money me and your mom had at the time was mm-hmm. this land. This is what we bought." we didn't really have a choice. We'd already invested so much into it. We was just going to make the most of it. And they have made the most of it. They still own the house. Do they still live in that house to this day? I think they're crazy. We'll get to that in the next segment. But, um, that was my last Bigfoot encounter at that house. Um, and after talking to several, like my grandpa, my dad's dad, he had, cause dad lived in the same area that my great grandparents lived in my we still have the original homesteaded house that my great great grandfather built on the land that we own wow and um um we still have his original garden plot and everything. like, you can climb in the attic of that house and see the original cypress timbers he put in the roof so um the house has been in in the family for generations or the land's been in the family for generations and as and how our family works, it's not like when one of the elders dies, you inherit the land. Mm-hmm. They give you the option of buying your own piece of land off the acreage for X amount like The market price of like 5,000 an acre. They'll let you buy it for like 1,500 to 2,000 an acre. Wow. That way the family's still getting money and you're getting land. And it teaches you to appreciate what you pay for this, that, and the other. Yeah, and and, and it keeps
0: it in the family. I mean, it keeps the land in the family that way too. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and it, it keeps the land in the family. And we have, like I said, we have at least four generations of family living on the land right now. And it's, it's about 2000 acres of land between the whole family. And, but we have a lot of family too. So, mm-hmm. um, but, um, and he explained it to me like this, that we'd bought the land from your grandparents. We didn't have any more money. We would invested everything in the building materials for the house. We were just making a go of it. And I was like, I get that. Like I understand that because now I'm a homeowner, I do understand that. But you still let me go in the woods. Like I'm not really <laughs> mad about the house because it's the house. I, I mean, sure, there are things in the house to worry about, but that thing could harm me a lot quicker than that stuff could. Right. So it was like when I was a kid, we played in the woods all the time. We heard the same thing you heard, and. It never bothered us. It never tried to harm us. It never, it just wanted us out of its area. And I was like, so that's why you came and got me the day we was playing hide and seek. He's like, yeah, because it was letting you know you needed to leave. But I knew when your brother come back crying and explaining what had happened, that you were going to be too young to understand what to do. I came and got you. And I was like, okay, I get that. So, um, I guess a lot of the a lot of it when we was kids it was dad was just trying trying to live with it. It mm-hmm. wasn't um wasn't trying to encroach on its land or anything like that. If it wanted us out the area, dad would get us out of the area. We wouldn't weren't trying to piss it off or anything like that. We weren't chasing it down with cameras or letting people come and try to take videos of it, this, that, and the other. Um It was just trying to respect that it was there and hopefully it respected that we was there. And in most cases, it did. It didn't bother us. We didn't bother it. And dad still tells me about hearing the whoops and the tree knocks and weird sounds he hears on occasion. Um, He don't let the grandkids go in the woods, which I find really ironic considering he wouldn't have the grandkids if it wasn't for me who he let go in the woods but you know Uh, parents have a weird thing about the grandkids versus the kids
0: yeah ain't that the truth
3: like no you can't have chocolate and then you have kids and they're sending your kids home at nine o'clock full of hershey's kisses and reese's (laughs) what's wrong with you amen (laughs) <laughs>
0: well you know the thing is is when you become a grandparent you get to do all the things that you couldn't do when you were raising your own kids.
3: <laughs> because, because I swear to God, what you don't have is to deal with my it. kids home, my dad'll go, huh, let's see how late they stay up tonight. Here, have this
0: <laughs> No, not just one cookie, have three.
3: <laughs> you wanna take the pack home, you go ahead and take the pack yes. home. They can't say no to me.
0: Yes, exactly. I'm grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> i know how that feels <laughs> tony's just sitting there looking down just not making eye
1: contact with his old man
3: <laughs> he knows he knows not to argue
1: listen you send extra stuff home with my kids thinking you're going to get me you're not i'm just going to eat it myself and they're not going to get it <laughs> so <laughs> i i uh but, i'm fine but with Dennis-
3: it. And it's like I tell my dad, that's fine. You can send it home with the kids all you want. In three days, I'm not going to be here. So it's going to be your (laughs) (laughs) daughter-in-law.
0: But, you know, the thing that that I find really fascinating is that your dad learned to live with it. He grew up with it. So it was normal for him, even though it's not a normal situation. It's something that he was familiar with when you were a kid because he had experienced it when he was a kid. Yeah. um, And so it kind of explains why he, you know, he didn't really, you know. I don't know how to say it with, you know, that he didn't see the, the strangeness of it all. You know, I mean, if that yeah. makes sense, if I can say it that way, because I don't mean it in any, any disrespectful way at all. I don't mean it, it just, it was, you know, he grew up that way. His dad grew up that way. And, you know, generation, you know, as, as long as you, you, your, your family has been there, they've been, you know, kind of dealing with that. So it just seems like it was part of, of what he knew. Everyday life. Yeah, exactly.
3: And and it's still like that I mean we had bought um, me and my wife had bought five acres of the family land and Mm -hmm. put a house on it and like I said we just paid it off (laughs) and our kids don't really get out of the yard very much I mean I have active kids but they're not and it's not through lack of trying believe me like get out of the yard I'm trying to mow you're in the way But, um, they just don't leave the yard and, and now as a father that has kids that likes to play outside, they like to go hunting, they like to go fishing, they like to go camping, they like to do this and that. I understand a little bit more why my dad didn't say anything because my oldest son and my daughter they enjoy being outside in the woods. And and I enjoyed being outside in the woods as a kid. If my dad would have told me a story like that when I was like five, I would have never went back in the woods ever again. Yep, exactly. Because, and so I understand why he did it. At the time of the trying to tarp situation, I was pissed. I didn't understand why he was trying to get me killed like that throughout (laughs) my life. But now I understand a little bit more and I haven't told my kids anything and they haven't brought up anything about any weird occurrences or anything like that. But, um, truth told, I ain't told my wife cause I remember my high school years. and
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stop and pee. Trust me. I won't. I promise. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like she knows a little bit of it, but it's not enough. Like, My wife grew up extremely religious, and and I'm not knocking religion by Mm -hmm. any means. But for some reason, religious people just do not seem to believe in certain things. Mm -hmm. And for her, paranormal and cryptids are in the category of do not believe. Mm -hmm. And I don't Um, understand
0: that. I don't. Uh, You know, it's one of the things that has always baffled me. If I, you know, the you know, religious people, you know, read the Bible. The Bible is full of strange. Experiences and yet, you know, and, and we have a problem with that, you know, in our own lives. I, I, and I, I, you know, not trying to get religious or, or get, uh, you know, and, you know, spiritual. And, you know, I just, it's just one of those kind of, cause I'm a Christian and I don't see, you know, I, I just feel like these things are, they're, they're real, you know, this people experience stuff. And there's so many people who just look at it like, nah, you're crazy. Nah, that doesn't, you know, it had to be this. It had, they rationalize everything away. You know, and so I, 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 I kind of see where you're coming from. I get that.
3: And I, I completely agree with you. And I, like I said, I'm not trying to get religious. I'm not trying to knock religion, but I have two groups. I have the open-minded religious people and I have the closed-minded religious people. And my wife grew up in the closed-minded community. Um, The open-minded ones are the ones that believe in all this. And... and they listen to all these stories and go, wow, that's fascinating, you know? And then there's like my mother-in-law, I'd explained one of the stories that that I actually told my in-laws about the hide and seek story. And my mother-in-law, I don't believe in any of that. I was like, well, why not? There are so many different accounts of this. How can you not believe in it? She's like, I've never seen it before. I'm like, you go to church and read a book about somebody that you've never seen before, but you won't believe in Bigfoot. Yeah. Like that's that is like so contradictory to mm-hmm. what your life is about. But I'm not one to judge, right? Yeah. So yeah.
0: I and I get that.
3: I yep. just I just I, if, I in situations like that I usually just drop <laughs> it because I don't like arguing religion. Everybody's right. entitled to their own religion and their own beliefs. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to try to change that. So
0: what I, I think one, one of the things that I find kind of ironic in in that vein is that it's people who you know and people who you love. And when yeah. you when you share an experience that you've had, you you you've had. It's not like you're you're third handing it to someone else, you know. Oh, my friend's friend said that they saw this and this and this. This is an experience that you had, and people that you know don't accept it. They, so they're, they, you know, and I I don't know I don't know where to go with that. Sometimes you know, not and just any. Anyway, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, yeah I, I but that really goes back to what happened after my first encounter because. After that point, when I'd had the experience for the log truck, if I go to like family reunions or anything like that, and there'd be like a weird noise or anything like that, be like, dude, go check it out. It might be a Bigfoot. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, that scared the crap out of me. And y'all are sitting here making fun of me for that. You know, that's right. right. Like, I could get it that y'all don't believe in that and y'all think it's funny, but. One day I'm going to be that thing's friend and uh, he's going to come pay you a visit. <laughs> I can promise
0: you. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing him to your house.
3: <laughs> and for real. Yeah. Um, Harry's going to meet your Hendersons. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so.
1: uh, Dylan, I listen, man. I, I think that this was really interesting conversation. Oh, I, think it was fantastic. I, uh, but I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. My neighbor just started mowing his lawn and it's going to ruin my audio. So I'm going to cut this conversation yep. off now. We're going to call you back later for the overtime recording.
0: <laughs> Tony just looked yes, at me and he's like, great. he's giving me the sign for Larry. Let's go. Let's wrap
1: it up. <laughs> as soon as the lawnmower goes on, it's like, okay, wrap it up it because hilarious. it's going to ruin my freaking audio. Yep. So <laughs> uh, I was. It's a rainy day. I was hoping they'd skip today, but yeah. apparently not. So nope. <laughs> uh, Dylan, we'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> Thanks for chatting, man. <laughs>
3: All right, buddy.
1: Y'all have a good one. Well, that's the show, everybody. We really hope you enjoyed it. Dad, what can they do if they enjoyed the show? If you enjoyed
0: it, share it. Just share the show. Share it on your social media. Share it on Twitter, on Facebook, on IG, wherever it is that you share stuff, share it. And just talk to people. Share it by word of mouth. Share it it with people you know. Share it with people you
1: don't know. That's right. Share it just share the show. And friends, thanks a lot for tuning in. If you're listening to this show on the confessionals, please go ahead and subscribe to Hammer Lane Legends. It's on any podcast playing app. We are on YouTube as well. Uh, we post up there when we can. But if you want to listen to all the archive shows, just subscribe to any podcast playing app, Hammer Lane Legends, and there will be 80 plus episodes right there waiting for you. It's a podcast that we started uh, a while ago, right? Yeah. And we talk to people who drive for a living and their bizarre experiences out in the road. Sometimes it's paranormal, sometimes it's. People, it's just funny. It's yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> it just is. We go all over the place, but it's fun. It's jovial. And there's a ton of people out there that listen that don't drive truck for a living. They listen to the show and they just, they absolutely love it. And in fact, I think there's probably at this point, more people that listen to the show that don't drive for a living that listen to the show. And they just, they just love listening to it. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. And uh, I know you're going to love it. So until next week, friends, keep the hammer down in the hammer lane.